0: I'm Steve Turton This is my conversations with the Pope podcast Good chunky episode with our 10th show here 90 minutes plus injury time Bouncing around a load of sports and gambling topics We're gabbing more fallouts from the protests Taking on the heavy issues through a sporting lens With as much comedy as possible in the current climate We've got takes on Fury Joshua UFC's Fight Island John Barnes's potential porn addiction and Colin Kaepernick returning to the NFL Fresh off last week's Guineas win with Kamecho Popey's pumped for next week's Royal Ascot meeting He's got a deep preview of the five-day festival and we talk methods to maximise your profits when betting on horse racing Donald Trump's on the ropes stateside The Prem's back here as is Snooker's Ronnie O'Sullivan and as Muzzy in Milton Keynes. As always, we appreciate the listen and hope you enjoy the show. Poppy? All right, mate. Hello. All right? Yeah, I'm all right, lad. Yourself? A bit tired to be honest yeah, with you. I absolutely knackered myself, Ghost. Should be a good one.
1: <laughs> As per?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I stayed up late. That's stupid, lad. Stupid. Are we straight into it, Simbook 2 are you recording? Yeah, do you want to? Come on, let's go on. let's get in. Simbook 2 Popey. Hello, mate. How are we, mate? okay? Yeah, all right, yeah. A little bit tired. <clears> okay. <throat> come? Just up late. Lad' routine's a bit mad at the moment. Working, working on. You know, up in the gardener, trimming the bushes and all. <laughs> he's actually he's gone next door the gardener. Um, yeah, he did get me up like luckily. Oh, we we you could have been left on your tardy this morning. I think just just gabbing to yourself, which he usually to... got more sense that way. <laughs> I was gonna say, you usually are anyway, to be honest with you. I'm more the listener in the relationship. Yeah, it it's like therapy really, isn't it? Like Tony soprano, Dr. Melfi. I think we all need it at the moment, don't we? A bit of therapy. I think so, lad, yeah. I'm I'm absolutely knocking myself to be honest with you. More the kids?
1: No, not 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 too bad to be honest with you. Can't can't complain on that front. Um We've had to bring Play the Santa card with uh, with Louis in June, which is a bit of a mad one, like, but yeah, he's still coming into our room every night. So I've, uh, yeah, presented to speak to Santa on the phone a few times. Wow. Told him an early Christmas present if he stays in his room. So, um, but yeah, I've, I've actually, the reason I'm I'm knackered to think of, what's five pounds the last couple of weeks just cutting out all this shit? Go ahead, no, i no chocolate, crisp, all that fucking carry on that you're having between meals. Yeah. It's,
0: to me meals, bit of fruit. Um, Hope he's getting day. into camp, yeah. <laughs> Fighting weight. <laughs> getting ready for That's Kevin what? Campbell for the Wait. derby. Are you lad. That's it. Well, is he is he coming on, is he? Do you know what? I reached out at about six o'clock in the morning. I was up for the UFC on Saturday and uh, seen he was up wishing everyone a blessed morning, so forth. This might be the time, Sunday morning. He liked the tweet. I invited him on, but not in back, lad. I followed up and... Not an as of, yeah. I think he's got bigger, uh, bigger fish to fry at the moment, Kevin, hasn't he? Nuggets to fry, maybe. <laughs> Is it it? What about Nicky Barby's kid? There was talk
1: of Nicky Barby
0: and, and all that carry on. Is that just all... Uh, uh, not yet? yeah. Adion's working on something for his son, so... Uh, he'd be good derby, yes, wouldn't he, Nick Barby? I can imagine he's in quite high demand. I haven't played for both sides, like, so... Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. But, lad, I thought you'd be bouncing this morning after... Uh, Kameko
1: in behind that. They head down into the dip now.
0: Pinatubo
1: trying to see off Wichita. Camico behind those and then Military March as they head into the closing stages. And it's Wichita at the moment in the purple cap. Camico, the far side of him, going through to League late on. Camico's one to Wichita's second Pinatubo. Military March behind those. Then well, Kinross, and then came Mums Tipple.
0: After, yeah, your, after your guinea success, I thought you'd still be on cloud man
1: Well, it's, it's not that I don't want to be, as I say. I'm just drained of energy and, um, mm. yeah, start uh, my calorie comes I think, again. But, yeah, come oh to be expected, really. Um, put my money where my mouth is. And then, no surprise, obviously, there's you putting on odd dog picks every week. No good. Um, I've come in... Let's be honest, I'd like to claim the 10-1 to 1, but it did put it up without the favourite but still 7-2, to 2, I think touch 4-1 to 1 on the day um, Never in doubt, as far, as far as I was concerned I think we need to start calling me the pundits on this show I think we should just drop conversations with the Pope maybe, rebrand and rename conversations with the pundits maybe not as good a ring to it um, and we might not get the religious folk who are looking for the uh, the main man himself but
0: yeah, I think uh, we're just going to have to rename you the pundus after, uh, after last week. Very much asking people to kiss the Pope's ring, are you like, aren't you? <laughs> Is that a euphemism? <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> to be honest with you, Pope, uh, the, the couple of texts I got about it, did you have a bit of feedback yourself? Did you got a few messages saying uh, I capitalised or I got on? The, the people who text me back, really... Where yeah. I don't think they caught on to the, without the favourite markets, that element of the bet. I think they were on for the win, 10-1. Um, Alehouse Futsal on uh, on Instagram. A listener who... Interesting uh, name. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, quite an interesting name, isn't it? But uh, he's, a, he's a good follower. Not really a betting man at all, but he said just couldn't get it out of his head. And it was a big race and he thought he'd have a little uh, 10 of each way on it. So he's made up, 10-1 hopefully
1: there's plenty more where that came from this week. Obviously, Royal Ascot next week. Um, yeah, so we have got a few picks for that. And also, my best of the week is just remaining consistent on the horses, which, which again, we'll come on to a little bit later. Yeah, general positive feedback. A few of the lads got on, uh, which is good. Maybe I shouldn't have mentioned um, the fact that I'd said back like the favourites. That, that seems to have gone under the radar, so...
0: You may want to edit that little bit out, uh, yeah. Stevie. But okay, okay, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll cut that back for you. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, winners are a nonetheless. So I'll uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be the Fox, Fox News to your Trump on uh, on that front. Yeah, I'll <laughs> I'll package it nicely so you uh, so you come out shining like yeah. So just uh, just, just, so. just
1: just whilst we're talking about feedback on the show, as I say, generally positive feedback, not just from from last week's selection, but but the show as a whole. Obviously, I mentioned, I think, episode two or so. We had a little bit of a flack for our uh, NFL coverage by uh, by Dowie, So, obviously, give him a shout-out for that. Um, as a show and as, as any show does, really, we, we, we welcome any feedback, whether it be positive, negative or otherwise. We want uh, interaction,
0: don't we? We do. We, we want topics thrown at us and questions. And, yeah, we're all of for course,
1: that. yeah. That's it, mate. And we, 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 I think we're self-deprecating as well and don't take ourselves too seriously. But... Interesting. Wouldn't so much call it feedback, but but one of our mates or so-called mates, uh, Tom Ed, as he's as he's known, or, or get to give him his full name, Thomas Nelson. Tommy Nello, yeah. Tommy Nello. I'm in a WhatsApp group with him, and uh, interestingly enough, he actually referred to uh, the show as being pretentious and boring over the last week.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I wouldn't. Argue too strongly against boredom, pretentious though. I think we're quite lowbrow, aren't we? Surely.
1: Yeah, maybe midbrow, but yeah. But a, a, at least, anyway, at least I think that's what he was trying to say through the uh, the broken English on his uh, on his WhatsApp message.
0: <laughs> He's a good lad, mellow like. But it's um, it's hardly like getting a review from Barry Norman, is it? Let's be honest. <laughs> but uh, the listeners may remember that Tom Ed was outed Couple of episodes ago, during
1: our Istanbul special, as the most uncultured man in Europe for having mayo with his roast dinner
0: and, so his, uh, and his breakfast, you know as well. Well, we left our uh, fact out. It was with his with his fry up as well was mayonnaise, which equal, we did, yeah, we did equally as so uh, unsettling. You ask me. I'm not
1: sure whether it was whether his comments were in relation to that, but uh, anyway, we appreciate the lesson, nonetheless, Thomas. So um, yeah, as I say, keep the feedback coming. Positive,
0: negative, or otherwise. He's a good lad, Nello. He's a good lad, Nello. But he, he's a he's a contrarian, isn't he? I mean, uh, um, he's one of them match goers, isn't he? Who thinks because because he's got a season ticket, he can he can say that Lucas Laver is better than Stephen Gerrard. He's kind of in that that kind of school he of thought, is, yeah, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was just yanking me chain more so than anyone playing up to the
1: audience. Like, but it is it is what it is. You know what I mean? Just thoughts out uh, there. Yeah, give me shout out. So uh, yeah, again. Nice one for the listen, son, Ed. Much
0: appreciated. That's right, Tommy. Yeah, yeah. But did he get on Cameco? He wouldn't have been moaning if he got on Cameco, would he, I don't think.
1: Well, get on this one, lad. He didn't get on Cameco. And what prompted the... um, Let's just call it feedback, eh, for once of a better word. What prompted his uh, his feedback was, uh, obviously, to to sort of spread spread word and awareness of the show and get as many listeners as possible. I think, ultimately, the more winners we have think that's that's the best chance in doing so mm. so everyone who i sort of message whenever there's a new episode all of 10 groups on, on society on the uh, on whatsapp um, i just sort of put a prompt on there hope he's all back to me and that was his retaliation to so that you see but uh he did fully enough Later on that day he did put up a winning bet that he'd had that day uh for Lewandowski. Seven to two to score with his head, and I'm sure that's one
0: of your picks. Oh, that was League. that was one of our German picks. Yeah, that was one one of cousin Nicky's picks. That yet, yeah? so he's so he's capitalized on that, and he's uh, he's still giving us shit. The show, terrible. the hypocrisy, that eh? So
1: wow. there you go.
0: Baiting the hand that feeds him. Tommy Nello, disgraceful. He is.
1: We we we, we talk too much about Tommy Nello anyway. So
0: let's move on. We have, lad. We have. What else has been going on in your world, lad? What have you been up to?
1: Not much. Um, Louis stayed out on Monday when he stayed in, in Louis Mars, so his nan's, like the first time in what seems forever, yeah. uh, which was probably the highlight of lockdown, of, of which there's been many. I think lockdown as a whole, I've, I've pretty much enjoyed, to yeah. be honest with really, yeah. you. It's getting a bit monotonous now, a bit tedious, but yeah, he stayed out, um, and, and Dylan obviously stayed along with us, but great night's care. Um, it was just nice having an uninterrupted sleep, right the way through. Felt like a new man the following day. But um, doesn't get much more exciting than that at the minute. To be honest with you, Steve. I know Not you.
0: Well, I know well. you're saying. I know you're saying lockdowns monotonous, but surely that's all going to change with the with the Premier League back next week, and you know boxing starting to to appear on the uh, on the screens. Uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a bit of a dream, isn't it? Golf starting first golf tournament kicks off this week.
1: Well, exactly, and then you got the La Liga start tonight as well, as we record on Thursday, so, no, don't get me wrong, obviously, yeah, it's it's, it's a lot better than what it was, sort of peaks and troughs really, isn't it, mm. um, it's sort of prison and you know, to an extent, even though, obviously, measures are being relaxed, as of Monday, I think all non-essential shops will open, including bookies, which is obviously which is good news.
0: Are you going to get yourself down there, Popey, like the old days, Allerton Road, Labrooks?
1: I'm, I'm, the, I'm more of a William Hill guy nowadays as you can imagine <laughs> uh, <laughs> plus my local bookies is actually William Hill but I don't think there's been I know ladies Coral Paddy Power have come out this week confirming that all their shops will be reopening or I think Ladies and Coral said eighteen percent of their shops will be reopening on Monday I don't think, think there's an official line from William Hill yet and as such there's been a little bit of a drop in the price over the last few days that's obviously coincided with the, uh, yeah, the economic reports which have been released don't,
0: the don't be advising people to go to William Hill with them sort of come tips, Poppy. We don't need that. <laughs> Good shot, yeah, yeah, Mike Princeton. Just mine. If you want to back mine at William Hill, fine. As as I'm not getting <laughs> I'm not getting much joy at the moment. <laughs> Do you know what I'll I? Be looking forward to your, I'll be looking forward to your odds on, on selection at the, uh, the end of the show. I've got a, right? I've got a mix of bets at the end of the show, so yeah, we'll get round to that. Um, I had a little dabble yeah. over the weekend. It was, it was enjoyable to be honest with you. I done not like Tommy Nello. I followed on on one of Aniki's picks on Philip Max, Augsburg left back to score any anytime seven to one. And I was doing a little bit of in running on the German stuff. You know, Munich went. 1-0 down, I got in on them, so it was good. It was a real uncut gem sort of weekend. It was, you know, once to the next game, it was great fun, to be honest. Got stuck riding.
2: 30 points, KG, right? I see you out there when the fucking stadium's all booing you. You're 30 up, you're still going full tilt. Let's see what Vegas. What has Vegas got you guys at tonight Take a look. Let's see. Are you, are you serious? You gonna put this up right here? Look at this shit. The Sixers are supposed to win the game tonight, they think.
0: I don't keep tracking on that shit. Who
2: they think it? on game seven you're not gonna get fucking 18 points. They don't think you're gonna get eight rebounds? These guys don't
3: know shit about boys. What
2: the fuck are they doing? Doesn't that make you want to fucking kill them? Doesn't that make you want to say, fuck you for doubting me? Doesn't that make you want to step on fucking Elton Brand's fucking neck? Come on, KG. This is no different than that. This is me, all right? I'm not a fucking athlete. This is my fucking way. This is how I win, all right? All the fucking hard work I do, all the fucking ass kicking and the dues I pay, you're not gonna score on the big one on game seven? Fuck these people, right? That's how you feel. I know you do. So look,
1: let's fucking bet on this. Let's bet on this shit. Couple of odds. So can we, we claim that as
0: a show, Steve? Can we claim that one, the Philip Max seven so one? We will. We put him up. Uh, what I'm starting to say now, I put one of our niggas up last night as well. I don't know if you've seen it, Poppy, on the Porto game late. Big lad called Danilo. He's he's bagged a couple of times for them. Captain usually plays centre back, but he started playing centre mid. And he was uh, he was box to box for the first half last night. Seven to one to score any time. Bit of the Torre about him. But they took okay. an he took an early lead and then they got a red card. Porto, so it, he he become a little bit deeper than he was early. Does I think the thing is with these is if they're the same odds the next week, you've got to get back in again on them. If the value's still there, follow them up. Follow them up till they hit, You know, don't go off a cliff yeah. with them, but give them okay. give them two or three games. And um, when a tip goes up on the Instagram, and I will be advising a little bit a little bit more of that and and reminding people when the next game comes back around, if the value's still there.
1: Are we going to get
0: your Nicky on the show? I think we've got... Yeah, do you know what? I had a missed call often before. Yeah, I think if he's up for it, he's back in work though, you know. Beth are back in from next week. Um, So that's, okay. a, that's a good thing for the betting industry, I'd imagine. He's yep. back at the desk. He's going to be doing a bit of work from home, a little bit of trading from the desk. So I'm sure we'll be getting a, a, a little bit more info here and there as well with a bit of luck. And we'll share what we can.
1: Mm, very much so, yeah. That, uh, yeah, he's always welcome, Nicholas. He's uh, Yeah, he's good when he comes to his uh, tip in football and football and, and horse racing alike. and And uh, as everyone who listens to the show knows that, that you're yet to put a selection of your own up on on your tip of the week. It's all Nicky's work. And, and in all fairness, you started alluding to that fact in, in, in recent weeks.
0: Whereas I think the first few weeks you were just passing it off as your own work, really, mate. Yeah. It's tough for me, Po, because I'm kind of a—I'm either a little bit of an in-running man or I'm a long-term man. So if you're constantly recommending people part with the money for six months, sometimes you know, in the current climate, eight, twelve months at a time, you know, it's, it's it's a bit tough, isn't it? People want results, and as as you've shown this weekend, like you... a hope yeah. <laughs> If we can get them took the words right out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. If we get them the results early, then we'll uh, then we'll try and get it. But, but there's a few bits. There's a few bits for next week there. Um and the weekend. So we'll get round to that with tip of the week, eh? Yeah, sounds good. Okay. How about yourself? What have you been up to this week? Not much, lad, same old working, to your surprise, on a on a few different bits, a few little projects. <laughs>
1: I would like the soundbite from last week. Where was
0: what? By the way, Lebowski, Big Lebowski. Oh okay, yeah. You know, <laughs> okay. So uh, yeah, a lot of emailing, a lot of Zoom calls the last couple of days. But good lad, good stuff, good community work with the uh, with the boxing gym. So yeah, it's uh, it's kind of been. You say community work,
1: but I, I, I bet
0: you're getting paid for it. Uh, not at the not at the moment, really. In the long run, once we get a once we get a commercial back, I possibly in talks with some okay. brands and whatnot over it, but not nah, at the moment, it's... Uh... Not any community, is it, if you're getting
1: paid for
0: it <laughs> at the end of the day? Like... A lot of hours going in, though, Popey. You know, charity starts at home. <laughs> <laughs> as, you, as you should know. As you should know yourself. But yet, yeah, lad, not much going on. A lot of, a lot of reading, a lot of, a lot of listening to news bites, checking odds and whatnot. Still been looking at all the coverage regarding Black Lives Matter and whatnot and the protests and have you have you been catching much of that yourself, Poppy? Oh, you you know I know
1: I've I've, purpose, I've I've made the conscious effort to sort try and switch off.
0: Mm.
1: But not 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 just specifically that, but just sort of news in general. Mm. Just just one thing after another. Um, Whenever you watch the news nowadays, it's whether it's obviously going back. It's, Couple of years it was Brexit it was dominating and then was coronavirus and then Black Lives Matter and then hmm. whatever you tell you're seeing statues topple and I don't know it's just all not, not getting too much for me but I've just decided to make a conscious effort this week just just to sort of distance myself from it a little bit in terms of not watching the news as, as, as much as what I'd usually do or keep current affairs as, as much as I'd, I'd usually do and uh, yeah I've been sourcing uh, I've been seeking some some sort of light relief really reliving my youth in a sense of uh, Gone back to watching The Sopranos again, probably for about the 10th time from the start. Superb. So uh, I've been listening to a lot of Oasis as well. So uh, very much reliving the youth, to be oh, honest. Real
0: with you. retro, real retro. I'm on, a, on a midlife crisis, to be honest. <laughs> I think you need that. I think you need that headspace, though, Popey. It does. It's unsettling. It's upsetting stuff. You know, the reports. They're not, for the most part, in the positive, are they? Any of the news stories at the moment? I mean, it, it's a positive movement that's happening. It's a positive change that's coming, I think. Yeah, but very much
1: so. It yeah. is
0: heavy. It's heavy reportage. And it is... It's one-toned. It's monotoned, isn't it? So, yeah, I, I do understand you're, um, you're scooting out and, uh, and, and dipping into the Sopranos. You you, you can't beat escapism like, like Jersey, Those can I was on Pro-Evo when I was 16-year-old again, bouncing mm-hmm.
1: around in my Lacoste and... Uh, Eating shippies for breakfast, dinner, and sink. Just mo this on the kid, he's gotta set up his ass.
4: This is a great gladiator movie. Look at Kurt Douglas's fucking hair. They didn't have flat tops in ancient Rome! What do you wanna drink, baby? Hey, give me a
0: fresco. Let's not open the uh, the Pro Evo files there. I think we've already had a, had a debate. We've already don't. touched yeah. on that, yeah. My dominance over the years, uh, yeah. So just, we'll, we'll move to the free on for your benefit more so than any. But The Sopranos, it's funny that you're talking about college and The Sopranos. I remember back in the day you were, you were obsessed with Ralphie. Almost as much as Ralphie <laughs> was obsessed with the Gladiator film. I think <laughs> at one point you said David Chase missed a trick and the show should have been called The Cifaretto's, I believe. Massively so.
1: Uh, we all know... The Sopranos, the, the highest team it's held in, probably recognises as, is as one off, if not the greatest uh, program of all time ahead of its time in, in many respects. I just think, yeah, and, and as you just touched on there, I have mentioned in the past that I think David Chase and the creators of the show did miss a trick. I Think it should have been more Ralphie cifaretto centric. Um, obviously the the the, the, few, the several series he was in, it was absolute box office. Just, just everything about the man, really, from his attire to his wig, uh, what he's about. I uh, just thought he was he was absolutely fantastic. And I can indulge on, on, on as much Ralphie as they want to, want to give me. And I was absolutely devastated. It was like Tony was smashing my head in against that kitchen floor when he killed him. Because <laughs> it was the one, one thing I was holding on to is that they might do a spin-off for Ralphie, you see. Yeah. But obviously that, that died on the uh, on, his,
0: on his kitchen floor.
1: Maybe they could um, do like
0: a retrospective. Yeah, I know. I know they're doing the, the many saints, aren't they? Back to when Tony was younger. But maybe they could do Ralph the, the Florida of the years. Maybe when he's uh, possibly yeah. Jack. What a guy, what, what are
1: your thoughts on on Ralphie? You know the as I say, the regard I I hold him in, and you can't really knock Tony to, as a, as a, as a sort of main protagonist. And I think that the, the one thing The Sopranos, the biggest praise you can give them is, is the casting all of these. The oh, amazing. Speech. Every single role that they filled, the casting has been immense, so you can't knock that. And and as the head of a sort of a family as Tony was, you can't knock him, but yeah, I just think Ralphie was was pure box office and certainly my favorite sopranos character of all
0: time. Well, to be honest with you, Ralphie, Ralphie was in there on the back of unfortunately one of my favorite characters disappearing, Richie Aprile. He was in to replace Richie Aprile, basically. I think. David Chase. I listened to David Pravalu, who played Richie Aprile on a podcast a while ago, and he kind of dropped the bollock with Richie. He realised he got rid of him too quick, and were like, "Wow, we've got a massive void here for this uh, this antagonist to Tony." So yeah. he was quickly written in, and and he became Ralph became the new Rich, basically, and took it to a new level, didn't he, in terms of uh, flamboyance and and madness. <laughs> You're talking madness about certainly, lad. Yeah, flamboyance, most definitely.
4: Paulie told Johnny. You think so? He hates my success. Thinking about that birthday dinner. Who was there when I told the Ginny sack joke?
2: Ah, Paulie. I remember Albert saying he didn't get a gift.
4: It was little Paulie, the witless fucking nephew. He told Paulie, Paulie tells Johnny, fucking telephone game like high school girls. Want to play phone games? That party was the only time I ever mentioned Shamu's fat ass. Hello, Verona, Green Grove uh, Retirement Home, something. Just connect me. What it, fuck you doing? Yeah, hello? Uh, I'd like to talk to a Mrs. Galtieri. She's a resident there.
3: One moment, please.
4: Hello? Mrs. Marianucci-Galtieri? Yes. Hi, this is Detective Mike Hunt, Beaver Falls, Pennsylvania Police Department. <laughs> you have a son, Peter Paul? Oh, my God, what happened? He's all right, ma'am, but I'm afraid he's in a little trouble. We found him in a public men's room in Lafayette Park. I don't know how to put this delicately. He was sucking a Cub Scout stick. What? <laughs> no, it's a mistake. <laughs> ma'am, I wish that was all. Uh... But I'm afraid we had to have emergency surgery performed upon arrival at headquarters after discovery of a small rodent in the rectal passage. Oh, my God. A gerbil, ma'am. Uh, the county does not cover medical procedures deemed caused by criminal sexual activity. Section 4, paragraph 15. We'll need an insurance number. One more I have Blue Cross Blue Shield. Is that all right? Ma- ma'am, c- could you hold on for one second? I have the hospital on the other line. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, I'm still on season one so we, Ralphie's yet to make an appearance so so certainly the best is yet to come one thing I've noticed though mate, obviously watching it back even though it's probably about the 10th time I'm have i I've, I've going to watch it in its it's entirety. Like you still pick up on new things all the time and I hadn't realised how top heavy they went in with sill on the first episode Yeah. They over-egged the custard with his, uh, his godfather impression they used it three times in the first episode alone
0: the, the pilots, the pilot could put could put people off really nowadays. New people who've never seen it, young people, it's like a completely different show. It's all over the place. The tone of it, it's too pacey. It's it is voiceover all the way through. It isn't it, Tony? So
1: basically, exactly. If I, if I was watching it for the first time and I was a thirty five year old man, I'd, I'd probably would have switched off. I wouldn't have bothered. Yeah, I think. I know. Obviously, it's it's a sort of recurring thread through the uh, through all all the seasons, but. Realized he
0: went in so top heavy mm. with the uh, air. Uh, it's, like it's, um, it's hammy, isn't it? The, the pilot's hammy, mm-hmm. like, but you've got to do three free episode rule. My mate Steve always says that he says, If you're doing a show, give it three episodes minimum. You've got to give it three uh, free episodes to get a flavour. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, I think you're the goddamn. No, I'm, there. I'm, the I'm got feeling th- all nostalgic to be
1: honest with you. I'm, uh, I'm loving it. Like, I'm up to about episode seven. I think Johnny Sack, who I've, I've been compared to several times in the past, he's just. Made an appearance. He's just trying to settle the uh, junior hash beef. Not so much a beef, but but obviously juniors just took over. Now he started to tax Hesh, So uh, for some reason Johnny Sack is, uh, is getting involved like so. But it's uh, it's all, all come to an amicable we'll, uh, finish. So uh, yeah, all very good. Like, I'm not so touching.
0: It's... I'm not touching the Johnny Sack comparisons after the uh, the Johnny Sack backlash of I think it was at episode five. Think I'll <laughs>
1: trying
0: to set you up for a fall. Eh? You didn't take the bait, did you? I Think I'll leave that well alone, or I'll be apologising like <laughs> Ralphie again.
1: <laughs> so no, all good, mate. Yeah, it's, a, it's quite a nostalgic week to be honest. And uh, yeah, so 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 no no
0: complaints. You obviously. need it, lad. You, you need a little bit of space from the news. Have you been catching any of it in terms of a a sporting context? The Black Lives Matter and the the protests. Are you doing your podcast and whatnot. Bits.
1: Caught bits, yeah. Good, obviously. Joshua spoke at the Wofford rally, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and then obviously there's been a lot of fallouts from that. But then I've seen Eddie Ernst come up this morning, and, and obviously Joshua didn't come up yesterday and said what he was saying was being misconstrued and it was uh, it was edited to give a, a different message to what he was trying to portray. But what I thought was particularly interesting it wasn't his words, so I'm very I, I I appreciate he's he's a, he's a massive figure. Within the British sport landscape, in particular, as a community and what but I think if you're going to do any activism of any any sort, they have got to be your own words or at least come from your heart. I'm surprised that you have reading off a script. I don't know what your thoughts were on that.
0: I didn't look too much into the Joshua case to be honest with you. Was it a um, was it historic? Scripture, was it, or was it someone local had, had written, or or was it... No, exactly
1: that. Someone local had written. It wasn't any historic at all. There was a few of them reading off a script, basically. So uh, he's, he's trying to do the right thing, but it's certainly being misconstrued. People are saying that he's come out and said black people should only buy, buy from black businesses, which I don't think was the case. I don't think so um,
0: at all. I think he was just saying, you know, we, we've we got to look and, uh, and give back a bit. And I, I think it's great that he's out there, lad, and, and he is. You know, he is putting a bit of his, his market yeah. on the line because I'm sure there's enough UKIP voting fucking beer swillers who, who pay for his box offices and, and go to Cardiff and go to Wembley to watch him. So People just like something to about staying pickles and ultimately he's, he's, he's done the right thing uh,
1: in terms of making an appearance and speaking at the rally. and As I say, without knowing what he was saying exactly word for word, uh, apparently the fallouts is... Um, that's that's come of it because of certain things he was apparently saying mm. uh, it's construed but well, I don't know it's, as I say I haven't looked into it too deeply that, that's something I'd call anyway. well I, I
0: was discussing in a WhatsApp group as it's well obviously, this week. obviously did you see the fury Joshua was uh, quotation marks made yesterday I no, ain't knocking anybody it's no. not up to Joshua Joshua's got about as much brains as in that bag of fucking
1: washing there he don't do shit does he he gets told what to do by his promoter. He, he ain't the brains of Britain. Joshua is he? Yeah, man. Stay humble, yo. You keep it real, man.
2: I'm a gangster, me, trying to be a good man.
1: So what? He's got no brains. I can fit his brains in my boot there. Zero. So you can't blame him. He's just he's just a fighter, a dumb fighter,
2: going in the ring, punching some other bums out with not a brain cell in here. So it is what it is. So what? He's a piece of meat being used, like me, like every other fighter. We're all pieces of meat. I don't hate Joshua. I don't dislike him. I like the guy. He's
1: doing well. He's got a good body. Bet he's got a big cock and all. Probably I wish I had it, but who cares? Well, at the end of the day, I'm going to do my thing.
2: He's going to do his thing. And that's it. I hope he makes plenty of money. I hope I make. Pl- I've already made plenty of money, but I hope I make a lot more. And that's it.
0: You know, it's hardly big news. Is that they have signed a two fight deal apparently, but obviously Joshua's got to beat Pulev, wilder um Wild has got to be dealt with by Fury. Exactly. It, it, we've got yeah. the coronavirus to um to contend with. It, it could be in Saudi Arabia, it could be in two thousand twenty one. <laughs> like it, it it's a little bit it's a little bit crazy, but um. Hopefully, he like you it. It is a little bit flaky, but I was discussing on a WhatsApp group yesterday. Is is there a danger that that becomes a little bit of a race fight? Do you think, or do you think they can navigate away from that? Would it be in would it be in Fury, Joshua? A couple of big heavyweights.
1: You like to think it would be a race fight. Let's be honest. It's not going to be happening anytime soon. Probably what twelve months away if it does happen. If you're lucky. I think I think the current climate we're living in. I think uh, I think everything, or at least hope everything, will have calmed down by then. Uh, and we will at least start seeing change over the coming months and years. And So I'd like to think not, to be honest with you. Uh, it's certainly not going to be promoted as well, let's be honest.
0: No, no, you don't know. You don't... No, do will probably
1: get more intrigue and interest from certain people, right or wrongly. But I don't know, mate, yeah, I'd, I'd like to think not.
0: Those sorts of feelings and emotions kind of come out in boxing. It's, it's kind of the one sport where, I wouldn't say it's encouraged, but it's, you know... Racial stereotypes, it, it, it's almost kind of, it's fair game, isn't it? That you can that you can use that to promote a fight and, and get more eyes on a promotion. So, hopefully, I hope they, they, they stay away from it, but we'll have to see down the line. We'll have to see down the line. Um, been a lot of backpedalling, lad, on the Black Lives Matter. I, I don't know if you caught much of the fallout from the NFL. Drew Brees... Well, Drew Brees, I feel like Drew Brees... Coward. Well, called a coward by President Trump, wasn't he? POTUS. Oh, right, I didn't realise. No, no,
1: no, You are just uh, yeah, a bit cowardice, obviously. Going back on what he'd said a lot was obviously
0: the right thing to do. Like, It's a quick pivot. I mean, I, I don't necessarily think it is the right thing to do if it's not what he believes in. I think if he believes, if he strongly believes, for me, it's a daft stance to be so fucking bothered about someone kneeling and disrespecting a a flag. I I find that quite crazy in in relation to what's going on in the the current climate. But it was quite quite a fast pivot to apologise. But maybe he's a smart enough fella to go, do you know what, I need to stand back. I do need to have a little listen at the moment. I'm in New Orleans. No, no, I don't think it was that. No, I think it was either that Sean Payton, the head coach, or whoever owns the Saints
1: told them to retract the statements or backtrack immediately because of obviously the unrest that caused with the black players at the, the New Orleans Saints. Mm. He touched last week their best player is Michael Thomas, who's, who's arguably arguably best player in the game right now. So I, I, was, I, was, I was obviously quotes and comments coming from Greece, such as that going to be received by by Michael Thomas and other black players within the Saints. So I wouldn't I wouldn't give him as much credit there to think that he, he made an intelligent sort of decision. On his own accord or by his own accord, I think it was more so forced upon him mm. by his old coaches at, at the Saints. To be, to be honest with you, but I agree with you in terms of such a daft stance. And but you, don't forget, mate, you're talking about Americans, who are probably the most patriotic nation in the world. And as scouts you, you in, in contrast to that, probably the least patriotic people. Obviously, it's more to more so to do with the city than it is the yeah. nation. Yeah. Um, so obviously, we're going to look at something like that and not be able to grasp it, but as I say, it's, it's a bit of a contrast from Americans to, to Scousers on the uh, on the patriotic scale, at least.
0: Well, we're not losing any sleep over statues getting pulled down, are we? <laughs> Scousers, like, no, uh,
1: and I, I I agree <laughs> with it. I can't actually believe that there's, there's statues up of slave traders anywhere. No. I know, <laughs> it's no, not I the not they've all done like philanthropy and whatever else, but
0: yeah i can't believe that, that well happens. just imagine it lad we well, just just imagine it let's say let's say me and you lived in sheffield we'd moved up to sheffield for whatever reason and uh, you can come up with your well, own you, you, you can come up with your own scenarios for why we'd be in sheffield <laughs> could possibly do a, a spin-off show on that lad me and you in in yorkshire but um be yeah. just just imagine lad. imagine like david duckenfield um obviously the the police chief Jordan in Hillsborough let's say he's done fantastic things in police and for the city of Sheffield before Hillsborough but he's got the blood blood of 96 Liverpool fans on his hands and there's Mm -hmm. still a statue of him and we have to go past that every day imagine what that's like for black people I I, I don't think yeah how much of an inconvenience is it to to someone nowadays to have a 400 year old statue taken down You, you know what I mean it's it's yeah. It's a bit of knotting. It's a small concession to give back, isn't it? And the same with, the same with Bo Selector coming down and Little Britain. I'm seeing people outraged. I think I've seen... I uh, don't know why I'm following her, but uh, Lindsay Dawn McKenzie was outraged that her favourite comedies were being pulled off the iPlayer. Um, she's used to a different kind of pulling off, I think, usually, isn't she? But uh... Well, I
1: was going to be a bit more coarse
0: than that. I was going to say she's still sucking dick for a living, but maybe that's uh, a bit too uh, close to the bone, Me, <laughs> Oh! You tell you are watching The soprano, lad. like fucking hell. How long it take Hit the guy to come. One, sorry.
1: Bit <laughs> distasteful. Sorry,
0: mate. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, we're on a roll. Oh <laughs> <laughs> But don't get me wrong, yeah, everyone like to Brees, is is you know, their opinion's valued, but if you're gonna if you're gonna have a daft, archaic stance. You've got to take the feedback, haven't you? And Roger Goodell, the NFL commissioner, how do you you stand on that?
2: We, the National Football League, condemn racism and the systematic oppression of black people. We, the National Football League, admit we were wrong for not listening to NFL players earlier and encourage all to speak out and peacefully protest. We, the National Football League, believe Black Lives Matter. I personally protest with you and want to be part of the much needed change in this country.
0: They were vocally against protests when Colin Kaepernick was doing it four years ago. Jerry Jones of the Cowboys, he done that little um, like false Protest, didn't he? At first, he done like a, a half a knee during a national anthem during one game, and and then he said that was it. No more protest. Anyone else who kneels will not be playing for the Dallas Cowboys from from you here don't on out. It all depends. Assume
1: he is ninety, though. I doubt he could get down on one knee and back up. Like he's probably got a prosthetic hip and two prosthetic knees. So I don't think that was more so his stance. That was probably because of his physical ailments
0: more so than anything. You could be right there, pissing a the bag like beans. Yeah, I'd imagine. <laughs> as well, to boot. <laughs> probably full of Johnny Walker as well at that time, pre-game. Probably yeah, been in the stadium for absolutely. about two hours. But yeah, Goodell, is that a genuine pivot, lad? Is that the NFL realising that now, look, we will support peaceful protest for you, lad? Is that is that them waking up and having a genuine moment going, do you know what? Yeah, we've been wrong here. Or is it them looking at the landscape, seeing that the majority of the population is shifting over, and they're thinking about business numbers, they're thinking about how it's going to impact profit if they're not on the right side of the law with the, with the majority of people.
1: Definitely the latter, definitely the latter of the two. They haven't just developed a, conscious, uh, a conscience Sorry, overnight, have they? So these are all businessmen, of course they are, they're all capitalists, so I think it's certainly the latter of the two. So it's obviously the wrong reasons for them to change the stance, but at the same time, at least... The are I'm not saying necessarily changing the stance, but they've come out. and they yeah, have said, so you'd like to think Colin uh, Kaepernick being the, the prime example, and he was the biggest vocalist. About um, I think did he did he start the kneeling for the national anthem? It was says. it was
0: him and his teammate, wasn't it? He was actually sitting okay. it out. He was sitting it at first. He was sitting it out, um, and that looked too disrespectful. It looked like he was just sat off. So he was encouraged. He had a
1: bit of context to it, Steve, for people, sorry, sorry to interrupt, yeah, go on. people listening. So he basically took a, a knee for the National Anthem in protest for, was it, was it specifically police brutality? Police or brutality, just,
0: police, it, it, it was no. Ferguson, wasn't it? It was police brutality, it was just basically how many black lives are getting lost in police custody and...
1: So that's so, so. basically, that's that's he's surely within his right to do that to take a knee. But then it was um, it was fabricated by the NFL that it was disrespectful uh, because he was kneeling during the national anthem, disrespecting the flag and the country as a whole. And anyway, long story short, he hasn't been in the league for three or four years uh, as yeah. a result. So basically, he's been ostracized from the league
0: mm.
1: directly. I know obviously teams can still sign him, but who knows what's going on behind the scenes? So that's wrong, isn't it? I, Sort of in every no matter that, what way you look at it, that's that, that's completely wrong. So okay, it's it's four years too late. I'm coming out and saying what you said this week, but at least it does show a slight softening in the stance. Mm. I think that there
0: would be there would be change
1: now, in the NF and other big organisations moving forward. But I definitely think it was was a business decision more so than anything.
0: And to to play contrarian for a second on Kaepernick as well, there has been a couple of windows that he hasn't helped as well. And, and I think, I forget who the journalist I was listening to, was saying, look, is it a time where both sides need to come to the table, Cap, and if he wants to play in the NFL again, they both come to the table and go, yeah, we were wrong on that side. Because there was a couple of opportunities he's blown over the last four years as well. And I know the Baltimore Ravens were keen on him coming and signing. I don't know if you remember that story, Popey. And the night before, I think it was, the night before his tryout, is Mrs either retweeted or, or put up a tweet herself, an original post, of the owner of the Ravens with Ray Lewis on a leash, like a slave owner. Like like what the white owner of the Ravens. And they just pulled it, they went, I'm sorry, Colin, but you know, your missus has put that up. There's there's gonna be there's gonna be no opportunity here for you to for you to play in Baltimore. So the, there's a couple of there's a couple of yeah. things. I think he wore a Castro shirt in Miami who were a potential a potential sloth for him. And Castro's like Hitler in Miami. <gasps> That's where all, all okay. the um, the fugitives are. So uh, yeah. it's probably not a popular opinion this at the moment. But those those are a couple of elements that have happened along the way. So if he does want to play again, it seems like the NFL have shifted enough. And, and hopefully he can come to the table if he does want to play. And he can get back in the league. I think that would be a great attraction for the league, wouldn't it? Kaepernick being back in. Yeah,
1: probably, yeah, Well, definitely not, not, more so than ever. Be interesting to see what the context was behind the uh, that that picture of Ray Lewis on it. Ray Lewis on a dog leash, which is uh, yeah, certainly an interesting one because Ray Lewis, for those listening who don't know, is probably considered the best linebacker of, of all time. My favorite so really, play,
0: my favorite player ever, my favorite NFL player ever.
1: Two-time Super Bowl winner, um, without doubt, Miami, uh, Baltimore Ravens' greatest ever player. Like so. Interesting to see what the the context was mm, behind the, mm. the actual picture that emerged, but yeah, by the sounds of it, he hasn't done himself any favours. But I think it, it would be a welcome return to the league. Um, as I say, now more so than ever. Only if he uh, if he wants it, of course. See, my thing is
2: this: it don't matter who's in there. If Trump is in there, uh, Barack Obama, it doesn't matter. That's not going to stop my drive. See, the thing is this, too many people are worried about what Trump is doing and what other presidents are doing instead of worry about what you you're you are you are trying to do and what level you're trying to get to. See, my thing, I don't give a f- what nobody else doing. I gotta worry about what I'm trying to do, what I'm trying to get to. A lot of times, oh man, it's gonna affect us. Oh, man, if you ain't making if you ain't making four or five, six hundred million dollars, man, it's not gonna affect you no f- way. I'm the mother that should be tripping, paying 34, 25, 26 million dollars. I should be tripping.
0: Oh, on a lighter note regarding the topic, if if there is Please, such a yeah. if there is such a thing, it was uh, interesting to see Floyd Mayweather paying for, for George Floyd's funeral. I, the the man who was in a woolly hat and sunglasses at Trump's inauguration in in January. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Has
1: he, he
0: paid for George Floyd's funeral? I don't know. He he sent them eighty odd days. Yes, yes. I, um, possibly, uh, has he got confused with with the Floyd bit of the name? Has he maybe mistaken him as a as a relative? Possibly. I, uh, I'm not too sure. It seems a strange pivot to go from a from a Trump supporter to uh, to backer of, of of poor George Floyd's um service. Yeah. I was going to say he can't have any brain
1: cells left after what's been a long and illustrious boxing career, but he
0: never got it, did he? He didn't. So he can't... That was an excuse. No, no, he didn't get it. It was funny, I seen a uh, Bernard Hopkins send a tweet out, I think it was yesterday, saying that he'd rather have Manny Pacquiao's legacy than than Floyd Mayweather's. Quite interesting. He's great for the controversial
1: takes, though B be any Bernard Hopkins. Superb, as He's, we've
0: as we've shown on he here. You was
1: slagging off your, your new favourite sport, the MMA. Yeah, what we say? Guys rolling round in the the underpants.
0: Sweating. And penny hoes. Yeah.
1: Fancy Holes got a better ring to it coming from an American guy than Underpants, really. Very
0: British, that, innit? <laughs> Penny hose. yeah, super, <laughs> super. Yeah, he, he'd prefer, he'd prefer Pacquiao's legacy, like, yeah, yeah, by all accounts. I don't know if he's just... It's
1: like, it, 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 yeah, that, that's, that's not overly controversial when you think of it. The, the, obviously, the biggest thing working in Floyd's favour is, is the old book, but he's done a lot of ducking and diving mm. during this.
0: We all know what was Manny Pacquiao, something like like an eighth weight world champion or something ridiculous like that. Yeah, crazy. I mean, there was a few, there was a few catch weights in there, and a few people getting pulled down the weights to to defend the belt under the under the usual the usual weight. So I think both records have got the skeletons in them, you, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, interesting take. I do feel like Pacquiao pushed himself a bit more than Floyd, though. I think Floyd had it all on his terms all the way through from. From once he got into the welterweight division, that was that that was Floyd. One, and it was he was very much the A side after the the Oscar De La Hoya fight, and uh, you know to yeah. go to go out on the likes of oh, Andre Berto and Conor McGregor. I understand the money grab of the McGregor fight, but yeah, uh, yeah. I've, I've always been a Floyd fan over, over Pacquiao. Still am, but I, yeah, I can't see why he would say that. As I say, not not overly
1: controversial. Um, just staying on sort of Black Lives Matter and I don't really want to get sort of too deep because listen back to, to last week's episode mm. we covered, covered it but at the same time obviously um, the, the, the sort of the, the landscape changes with each passing day let alone every week which is obviously how often we record this one thing I did want to touch on I don't know whether you've seen in the news this week uh, John Barnes is obviously always been sort of a, a spokesperson really for for, for um, Black footballers in the football community. Yeah, uh, he's done a very good job of it as well over the years. I suppose Raheem Sterling has sort of taken over the reins to an extent. He's quite outspoken and vocal mm. on the on the race issues that, that are within football and quite right. So, but John Barnes has certainly carried that that, that flame for that what the last 10 15 20 years or yeah. so. And uh, he's, he's done a lot of good as well in all things. too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, what was he on? He was He was discussing, was he on some sort of news outlet discussing Donald Trump? Um, and then did he post an image? Uh, like a hard-hitting sort of racial image, was it, of some sort?
0: Like, um, yeah, 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 I think it was, like a message of some sort. Yeah, I didn't actually see the image. I know what you're referring to, but... I,
1: I... I said it's a racial image. It was a couple of white people, but it had sort of racial...
0: Uh, Undertones.
1: But, but what was certainly interesting was was along the bottom of the screen... I think you have Lindsay Lindsay Dawn McKenzie to be just 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 bringing her back into the conversation. Uh, some some uh, yeah some interesting picks at the bottom. So uh, I think Barnsley's been getting stuck in Super Depon up to
0: Jordan Lockdown. I mean, it's tricky for people, isn't it? It's tough out there. I know John was uh, had a bit of a wondering eye, didn't he? I believe back in the day. <laughs> I, I always remember me mum being upset that uh, she'd clocked him down the Albert Dock walking with a a blonde girl. I think he was married to her. So black-haired girl at the time, he did end up divorcing his uh his, uh, his ex his ex-wife. Yeah. So yeah. Bansy, yeah, yeah. Lockdown probably his Quagmire tendencies are coming out maybe behind behind closed doors at the moment. Quagmire? Hey, yeah. Uh, nobody's seen you in days. Hey, Peter. I've just been uh, checking out some of that internet porn. You okay? Yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just gonna go go and check my mail over there. You been lifting weights? Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't think it. No, I, 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 I'm,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, Peter. I, I gotta, I gotta get back. Do you reckon he's
0: more of a, an X videos or a hub man? I was, gonna, I was gonna <laughs> ask you. I was gonna ask you what he might go for. I reckon he's, I reckon he's a subscription man. I reckon he's a Brazzers man. He's 12 quid a month, whatever. I, I think he's happy exactly to
1: pay it,
0: yeah. Yeah, I think he likes the uh, the 4k, he likes the the full, the full it. I'd imagine, <laughs>
1: as, 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 as comical as it was, though, part of me couldn't help but think of all the hard work that he's done to the black community within football, literally, is just being totally discredited. In that one, that one, sort of screenshots which was shared.
0: I mean, what was, I mean, what's the problem? Like, like, what, what was, was it? I don't know. Was it midget porn or was it was it? Was no, it just... I think
1: it was more so the fact that he's obviously discussing obviously Black Lives Matter and then trying to be taken as seriously as possible, only to have a, a few few sort of pornos along the bottom of his screen. As I say, he just totally discredited his work for the last one. Ah,
0: damn. I mean, it's just a, it's just a comical mistake for me. I don't think too much should be looked into it. It's obviously been been hard for him in in lockdown, quite literally. By, by the sound <laughs> of things. We've all got needs, Stephen. We've all got needs. We have all got needs. We have all got needs. I'm actually writing a, a piece at the moment for a for a little boxing websites that that I've, that I've done some work for over the over the last few years about uh, about the UFC. You mentioned the UFC there being being my mistress in lockdown. Um, mm, absolute turncoat that you are. Yeah, yeah. It, it should be quite a fun piece. It, it does. It's starting to read a little bit homoerotic, though. I hope people aren't taking it as a as it being me metaphorical coming out the closet um, piece, because, you know... <laughs> Always knew you were bent. <laughs> it's, listen, not that there's anything wrong with that, but uh, as a straight guy, I, I don't really want that want that going out there. But, yeah, the US UFC... There's an office quote, anyway, for anyone taking offence.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it, lad. We'll of course, just, yeah. I'll we'll yeah. have to slip that in there, won't I, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. <laughs> 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 It's gone very Brent this, hasn't it today. Brilliant, yeah, more Brents, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the UFC, lad, I just wanted to like reference back to what we're saying there with Joshua and um, Fury. The, the boxing will getting excited about this two-fight deal. It's like two years down the line and two fights down the line. Look at that lad, Fight Island is done and dusted. They are fighting in the desert next month. Welterweight Championship. A guy who fought and beat my guy, Woodley. Like, what? What was that, lad? Three weeks ago, maybe? Three weeks ago? He's back out in July, fighting for, a t- fighting for the title. It's just leaving it for dust again, isn't it, the UFC, boxing-wise, I think. I tell you what, mate, he's some businessman, Dana White. It's insane, lad, yeah, it's insane, and uh, um, as much as... Second only to me, probably. Yeah, well... Third to me and Avi, maybe. You know, the, the Steve Jobs of disposable packaging, Yeah, that can never be underestimated, can it? To refill' no, I'll back. have to get in
1: touch with them
0: anyway. See if this is microwave inlets. <laughs> yeah, <they're, laughs> they'll need a bit of, they'll need a bit of, of that out there in Abu Dhabi, I'd imagine, a bit of frozen meals <laughs> and whatnot. But yeah, it's just I, I just find again that the business model is is completely different. And I know it's been a big talk on point this week and the last couple of weeks the, the pay revolts going on in the UFC at the moment and. I feel like maybe to quote Tony Soprano again, I might be getting in on the end of something. Are we going to start seeing a shift as as inevitably the fighters are going to unionise? It seems. I think it's been a, an ongoing conversation for for the last few years in in the UFC. When once that I happens, mean the great
1: player, has he? I don't know how he's got along no. with it, away with it for as long as he has. Dana White.
0: Well, I think he's done it because he's he's had the best brand, and it's been the place where people want to want to fight. It's where the top champions have gone to. But do you think? That might erode a little bit. We might start getting the problems that we see in boxing with split divisions and holdouts and people not fighting just because they have to because the ranking says. Are we going to start getting them issues in the UFC? You reckon going forward?
1: I think it's inevitable, really, isn't it? Yeah. How long that will be in, in, into the future, I don't know. But well, obviously within MMA, you've got UFC, you've got Bellator.
0: Yeah. So One as well couple of European ones, haven't you? you got, like, yeah, there's Russian a few, like,
1: but obviously, um, with, by far, the no way, UFC is the biggest biggest brand, and as such, obviously, that's something the fighters want to be part of, but they're not going to carry on being, or, 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 or agree to be, be, in their eyes, be underpaid. No. For, for longer, I wouldn't have thought. I don't think there's much longer that he can get away with it, but I suppose he's sort of making haywire with well, some chance, isn't he, really?
0: Well, my man Masvidal seems to be leading the charge, doesn't he? He has been massively vocal on Twitter, he couldn't get him to fight Ireland. He was meant to fight on Fight Island. He was meant to fight uh, Usman for the title. Uh, tightly, he's been open to fight for... for Fucking hell, for how long has he been around for now? For years, he's finally got to his peak and the money's not right for him. So he's he's jibbed it. He'll fight down the line, he's said. And I think he's just using that as an excuse. Probably
1: flapped
0: it. Doesn't want Usman, does he? Uh, possibly, I don't know. I think I don't think he's scared of anyone, Masvidal. Unless he's holding out in the back of his mind, he might be able to make a... Maybe even an independent McGregor fight, as you say, lad. They are um, free traders, aren't they? It's not like they're tied into the UFC. Maybe they will look at, at putting on shows independently. You might get the likes of Masvidal McGregor. McGregor has retired apparently this week. Maybe his head will be turned if he can do something independently with Masvidal. I don't know. So what figures be and State?
1: But like, what, 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 with
0: Masvidal, what did Masvidal get for his last fight? I think Masvidal for his New York... For his New York performance, where he won the title, that was Diaz, wasn't it In we fought in, in Madison Square. I yeah, think. yeah. Um, yeah. I think it was a couple of hundred grand. You know, I think it was only like two hundred and fifty grand, something like but that. But did he not get a
1: percentage of ticket sales,
0: or I think they, you do? I think to- I think they do, but maybe not as much. Not as much as say like a Canelo will. No way, nowhere near. He was putting some of the stats up. You'd have to run through his, uh, through his tweets to see, but he was quite vocal. Um, and it sounds like about he's... about two hundred
1: grand. But if he was, if he was boxing, he potentially be getting twenty million.
0: Yeah, it, it's it's way off, isn't it? It's way off, like yeah, a bit of a disparity between the two. like... It does need to be looked at, and and Masvidal sounds like he's turning his attention to, uh, to training. By the sound of things, I don't know if you caught. That news report that our favorite journalist and podcast host Dan Levitard might actually be fighting Dana White.
2: Oh,
3: that's—he's been annoying since birth. Yeah, this is nothing new with with, with Levitard. He, he's been annoying since uh, since birth. Um, I would like to fight you, though. What do you think that, that How do you think that that would end up going? You he's and me? Nothing. Can we do that for? Can we do that yeah. for charity? Can we raise a bunch of money for charity? Uh, absolutely it ends very badly for you very okay. badly right. that i promise yeah, yeah, you, only you, because you, you, only you, you'd that, you only because you bring that specimen. you only because you bring that meathead glazer with you that's the only reason <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you physical specimen this ends very badly for you no i've got i've got about 80 pounds on you white yeah. about 80 yeah, pounds and your, and your weight fluctu- and your weight fluctuates like i've seen hey, it you go for from- it's not a hey, and it's not a good 80 pounds either Okay, but you're, you're. What I'm saying is, you are also a a weight fluctuator. So I don't know what kind of shape you're in. But what I'm telling you is, I'm going to get in shape. Let's raise some money from cha- for charity. Quit, quit. Give me a straight answer. Are you and I going to fight for an enormous amount of money? Hell yes. I'm in. Make it happen. I'm in. I got Dana. <laughs> thank you. We so oh. It's immediately going to the other side. Dana, thank you for being on with us. Get out of here. <laughs>
1: We're
0: talking about the same old wrestling over. <laughs> Might be more in Dan's favour if it, if it does go down that line. No, yeah, he's it's actually Lebertad who's put him on his toes during an interview um, before the I think it was before the Woodley fight, and he was basically saying this point, moaning about Dana not paying his fighters enough, and that he'd like to he'd like to fight him over it. I don't know where he came from. It kind of came out of the blue. Dana White, he's no shrinking violet, is he? He took the offer. Let's do it. He's put up 250 oh. grand for charity. and uh, the pressure is very much on Dan to to get inside the octagon. It could be very. See no, I think it's more of a PR stunt than anything. else to be honest with you. Nah, Dana's pushing it. Like Dana's pushing it. It could very much be Monica's boyfriend or friends, couldn't it? Uh, John Favreau. <laughs>
1: Dana's got a him, mate. He's, he's a, a semi pro boxer. Dan Labatard, no one listening to this realistically, listens to our podcast, will know Dan Labatard is, but he's a a, a a Miami journalist who's got a very successful show on ESPN. Doesn't come across as much of a fighter to me. like. No.
0: He's a big a, lad. He's a big lad. Six, six foot five. He was saying he's got 80 pounds on Dana. And I think Dana said, yeah, but they're not 80 good pounds. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I'd be demanding. I see that. I'd be demanding. Drug tests and everything. We'll see.
1: We'll see. Just switching sports. Go on. Um, I think that I'll be discussing snooker on this podcast. But what are we in now?
0: This is this is week ten. It is week um, ten. It's our tenth week, Poppy. Yeah, I, lad, lad. Just before you go in, how weird's that? Is it gonna be strange that we've been doing this for ten weeks and we we've not seen each other in person all this time? How's that gonna how's that gonna pan out when we when we finally do get together? It's gonna be strange. That it's gonna be weird. Not only we even not seen each other, nor have
1: we had a conversation in between, which is a bit mad. A few texts here and there, like, but no, it's, 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 I, I think this is the way forward for, for our relationship at least. Yeah, just if business. To your opening blab on, I think the initial, like our sort of first show, you said this will be the first and possibly last. I think getting to 10 is, is an achievement and it's yeah, that's off to uh, to the two of us, or this, or the thought there?
0: I think so, yeah, I'm not going to pat myself. Too much on the back, like it did with the uh, the Brooklyn Nets bet. I know Kevin Durant has hung them up, so to speak, for the season, hasn't he? So yeah, well, that's well. another
1: betting slip of yours going into the you lad.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was terrible news this week. Terrible news. But no, we're getting to basketball here. Let's 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 get back to your snooker points. I want to hear what you what you're saying about snooker because I don't think we've. I can't
1: pretend. Just just kick Kevin Durant there. I can't I can't lie. Did have a little bit of a wry smile on me. <laughs> face when I heard the news, not too dissimilar to when. Uh, Tony leaves Hess's outside <laughs> after his his missus dies and he's he's finally settled his uh, his bets and as he's walking away from the out to the car, he had a little bit of a wry smile to himself. Wasn't super similar to that when I heard the Kevin
0: Durant news. I genuinely want you to win Pope when you put a bet on. You ask our John, I was cheering Kameco home there on Saturday, even though I only had it in an each way double, and it did actually I didn't realise it did actually beat John's pick by a nose so that was probably a little bit uh, unnecessary of me he didn't need that as well as his bet going (laughs) there makes it all
1: a bit sweeter for me to be honest and ultimately the more winners we have the more listeners we're going to have some exactly uh, for the greater good but yeah just just going back to snooker as I say I can't believe we're 10 weeks in and I've never professed me love on the show for, uh, for Ronnie O'Sullivan I'm sure you know that I'm a Ronnie O'Sullivan
0: guy Oh, he's, well, Ronnie's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we, we've we all got a bit of love for Ronnie. I say. Of... I've, I've, I've,
1: I've, I've gone on record, I think, in the past, that to go as far as to say, for me, he's my favourite sportsman of all time. In my least
0: favourite... Really? You don't... You, what have you got against... We have an
1: oxymoron there. Yeah, what well, have no, you... No, we'll see not even a sport... I won't watch snooker. I'll only watch snooker if Ronnie O'Sullivan's playing and probably only in the World Championship. So for someone who's totally disinterested... About the sport of snooker, Ronnie O'Sullivan still for me is probably my favourite sportsman of all time. Where'd you start with him?
0: Incredible character. You know, he lived in Hayton for six six months or so, don't you? Or a year during his yeah.
1: There's uh... also my autobiography. I feel like, yeah, he's, he's just got everything. The reason I'm mentioning him, the reason I'm bringing him up now. Yeah, I don't know whether you've seen some of his, his quotes this week, but he's he's, he's completely unmotivated and disinterested uh, with the sport of snooker. He has been for many years. So mm. for a guy who's five world championships he's had as many 147s as he has he's won more ranking events than anyone he's probably only applied 10% of himself oh, he's completely
0: he's completely not asked about the sport is he whatsoever it's just a job
1: goes far as to say he hates it but a few interesting comments this week anyway first of all this players championship which has been going on he's, uh, he's sporting some incredible muzzy by the way I didn't know whether muzzies were, were making a comeback because I'd seen Brooks Koepka at a, at a uh, press conference this week as well Sporting a muzzy, uh, pretty good luck for the two of them to be I fair. I can
0: imagine, yeah. Imagine Brooks is very uh, Tom Selleck, back in the day, like Hawaii, yeah. yeah was, so,
1: yeah, but but but, uh, but but yeah, Ronnie looks dreamy with his uh, with his muzzy anyway. And I don't know they yeah, are from from we all know we all know, we had dads and uncles and, and cousins and whatever you all had muzzies he's very much like Terry and uh, Barry Grant off Brookside in the early 90s. So, uh, who knows, it might, uh, might, might make it a uh, Make a comeback, that so light. anyway, the reason I want to mention Ronnie is reluctantly so he's playing this play championship, yeah, uh, in Milton Keynes this week. Hated every minute of it. He's, he's gone out to Stuart Bingham, I think, in the last round. He whitewashed and beaten 3 0. Uh but it was interesting some of uh, some of Ronnie's comments, uh, following on from, from obviously leaving or, or being dumped out of the competition by Bingham. Yeah, he basically said that he let's get quotes, he said he's had the best three months of his life during the coronavirus lockdown. So this is coming from somebody who's made millions in the sports, multiple-time world champion Evans. He said he wants lockdown to go on for another five years, if it can.
0: And He's, he's, <laughs> he's so quotable, like, isn't he? So quotable, <laughs> Ronnie O'Sullivan.
1: And he said he's got to be off his head for coming here. Coming here, me and Newton Keynes. I've sat in my room for 24 hours... I've done 16 hours in a cell once and it was better because I got to choose my own food.
0: (laughs) Is he all right, Ronnie? Do we need to check on him? Is he having a meltdown or...?
1: I'm sorry. He could be one for the... Not that you'd be able to get a Ronnie O'Sullivan, but I don't know whether you can use your connections tonight to get him on the Mind Map Lab, but he could be uh, a good one for the Mind Map or John Barnes uh, for (laughs) the given his, uh, his porn addiction.
0: A sex special, Quagmire special with Johnny Barnes. Yeah, from from uh, one sex addict to another. Eh? <laughs> Absolutely, get Tiger in there for good measure.
1: <laughs> but uh, exactly. To be yeah. honest but with you, lad, up, it, just 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 to finish on that, he's very quotable. He's controversial. Absolutely love the man. I don't think there's
0: any arguments to be had, but I'm sure you'll agree with me. Great, most naturally gifted sportsman of all time. I oh, put him right up there. So you put him above Lance, are you? You shifted off Lance already. <laughs> it's interesting. Didn't last long, did it? The Lance I don't think loving. I it.
1: Lance, I
0: said he's the most naturally gifted uh, athlete within the sport, didn't I? In the sport, yeah, you did. No, yeah, yeah, Ronnie is. Yeah, I'd say them. He's probably the man who, who's achieved so much and been so successful with putting so little in. He just doesn't care, does he? doesn't care about the sports and he's uh, he's absolutely hosed up. It's funny you should say there about you not liking Snooker Lad. I've never recovered from. Um, from an incident I had back and I think it was 2008, and my mate's brother was stuck in Spain, couldn't get a bet on. I should have sensed it out, I was, I was young and naive at the time, but he really wanted to get a big bet on, on Barry Hawkins to beat Marco Fu. And I think it was the the Malta Open, I think it was, 2008. Um, stranded Spain. Best, well, exactly, stranded Spain, no bookies about, can, can you take a bet for us, can you get a bet on? So, trying to be smart, I went, yeah, I'll take the bet, I'll stand this, I was stood the bet. Absolutely wiped the floor with Marco Fu, Barry Hawkins, and Fu was Fu was doing all right at the time. You know he was in contention, semi-finals and whatnot. But it yeah. was unbelievably obvious he was missing basic reds. He was uh, fouls and everything. Oh, I going see. There. So something something more sinister to it then? But a match fixing
1: going on? It
0: was a fixed match. Yeah, yeah. And I think at months down the line, he realised as part of a bigger investigation. That uh, he was he was involved. Yeah, his post match interview, he'd blamed food poisoning. Said he'd had a bad curry, bad Thai curry the night before. Marco <laughs> Fu. <food>. So yeah. Go to really the food poisoning card,
1: didn't
0: it? Yeah, said he could couldn't see straight, couldn't concentrate. Uh, he had no energy. He he had they'd been food poisoned, but yeah, that I, I learnt my mistake from that before never. Never take a bet on the Malta Open if someone's so eager about uh, getting a big lump on. Like it's it's not the way to go. Did you manage
1: to lay any of that off as as, none, well as
0: obvious? None of it. No. No. We went. What? One- See that. That's my thing. A lot of the time, I'll do in in running trading. I'll, I'll put a bet down and I'll look to trade off it in running as the price changes. That you know that that's what I've done for for many years. But no, it was he was one down in no time. Marco Fu. I think he sh- shit his cax trying to uh, trying to pot the yellow. <laughs> Possibly Not literally, I you know, possibly, literally after that curry by the sound of his his post-match <laughs> <of his, laughs> interview, and and that was that lad. Yeah, that was me and Snooker, kinda kinda ruined.
1: Yeah, it's been a great tournament, and uh, you know it's just been finished off with a great clearance, and you know um, give all credit to John, he, he played better all day, and I just hung in there, and I'm pleased I made a game of it, and uh, but he's a great champion, and you know it's, uh, lucky bastard. Well, <laughs> stay just just to. Conc- you can talk for the year, probably. Have I heard this right? I'm sure I've heard the story, and it come from you. But correct me if I'm wrong. Ronnie O'Sullivan is knocked in at least a half century, maybe even a century, with an umbrella. Was it one of your uncle's Julian's old mates?
0: I think, yeah, I think.
1: I it, knew him. It's an old it story was. going about. Yeah, he was, was... playing snooker in his house, and then just for a laugh, he said, "Yeah, I'll play with that umbrella." you
0: knocked in a century with an umbrella I think that was in Aiton wasn't it wasn't that during the Aiton years I, it's I, I don't know
1: it might have come from you I, I was trying mm. to think about it the other day where it had come from What source like it I've rings definitely... a bell
0: it rings a bell I think, he, I think he hit a century with an umbrella yeah up in Aiton possibly in the Eton park like yeah maybe follow Charlie at the same time incredible <laughs> And he's, he's, he's the only sportsman in the world who's arguably as good with his left as he is his right. Imagine Tiger which is trying to play golf left-handed. Mate. Come on. Well, it was he- Well, there was a there was a golfer, wasn't there? I think was it? Oh, I want to get this this right. Was it? Was it Sam Snead, who was a ambidextrous? Yeah. Well, he was a major winner lad. No, no, no. Even even further than that. Even more impressive than that. I think. I hope it's Sam Snead. I hope I'm not getting this wrong. He had a car crash. And he was a major winner with his right hand. After the car crash, he couldn't use his right properly. Switched to the left. Won majors with with his left hand. All right, okay. Might have to look into that. Yeah, not that I don't believe you, like. But... Incredible. Yeah, I'm Pretty sure it was Sam Sneed. I hope he, I hope I've got that right there. Might have been. Might have been Bobby Jones. Don't know. But well, I'll, I'll have a look into it anyway. Um... Funny you mention car crash.
1: This pod sentence into a bit of a car crash, isn't it? <laughs> 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 what are you know? it? Only messing. With? All good. All good. <laughs>
0: Where do you want to move on to next? How do you want to crawl out of the wreckage?
1: I'd like to just cover briefly, obviously, on the back of my uh, success of Kamecho in the 2000 guineas, the first classic of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we can finish today's episode without mentioning Ascot. No, course. Ascot- Yeah. I've got my best of the week, which is to come at the end of the show, but... Just uh, a few fancies I've got with Ascot. If anyone wants to put them in a the lucky fifteen or a multiple of any sort, again, if you do so, then, then 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 don't be going too too mad on it. Like, but so a few few horses that a fancy. Oh, am I okay to? Sow? Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Go on, go on, fly through them, lad. You a, a couple of Ascot picks. Yeah, definitely. Ascot next week start on Tuesday, isn't it? Right through till Saturday. Is it the usual setup? Is it Popey Tuesday to Saturday? It is, mate. Yeah,
1: they, they've moved the races round a little bit. In terms of the, the actual schedule, but but yeah, all, all the main races remain Tuesday through to Saturday, and for me, probably the second best racing week,
0: week. Well, uh, we of the year. sorry. How yeah, many have you answer. got, lads? Have, have you got a few? Have you have you got a few? Because I'll, I'll put them up on the Instagram as well. I'll, I'll I think maybe we yeah. should do we should do like a daily multiple possibly between us and have a yeah, have a little got, betting I've got, contest. I've got a few
1: a few fancies, a few picks, and then a couple of potential eye catches as well. Go on, lad. So the let's see. Anyway, I've already covered several times on the pod. We've got Kamari for the Commonwealth Cup. Yeah. So we don't need to really go into too much detail about that. I've obviously explained yep. my reasons for backing it before. Has it come um, in
0: price wise, lads? Since you tipped it up? It
1: has, mate. Yeah. It's um, so I, I, I tipped it up at twenty-five to one. Yeah. And um, it's now into ten to one second favourite. Lovely. Both there's only Beth Fred and Boyle Sports ten to one. He's generally eight or nine to one. I think he'll probably go off about six to one. Oh, I think it's a sheet, I think it's a... Uh,
0: to Philly? Older. I think it'll
1: go off six to one, probably. But what I'm really interested on in, O'Kamari and the Wesley Ward runners in particular, uh, he's had a bit, couple of crap years with Wesley Ward. Main reason being is he's, he's... There was a reluctance in the early days. He's been coming over to Ascot for 11 years, now very successful at the start, and he still is successful to a certain extent. Obviously, he's had winners, winners in recent years with the likes of Lady Aurelia. Oh we've had some
0: we've had some great days off, haven't we? Are oh, Undrafted. Oh, oh brilliant. Undrafted.
1: Undrafted. My god. Undrafted, yeah. In the Diamond Jubilee, uh, Lady Aurelia, a couple of times. Yeah, really, really good days off him. But for whatever reason, these he started to bring his American jockeys over the last few years. Whereas before that he'd always used Frankie DeTorri as his go to. Of course. I don't think coincidence that he used to get more winners with the than he did do with his uh, with his American jockeys. Yeah. Certainly don't think they ride Scott, as well, um, and then in the finish as well, I think there's a reluctance from the American jockeys to use the whip, where uh, where his
0: where is Frankie will get stuck into them. What's so the score one... there, lad? By the way, with the the travel with the American horses and the and the American jockeys, is it are we all good to go? Is it all green lighted? No, so this is what I'm
1: going to say. So the horses are fine, yeah? Horses. Wesley Ward's staying at home because you've got a quarantine for 14 days. Of course. So j- are staying at home. Wesley Ward's staying at home. And Frankie's been jocked up on all of his all of his rides. Two of the races, he's got two horses in. So he's got Ocean Murphy as the backup for me. For me, he's probably second only to Frankie. So he's got some eye-catching jockey buttons, to say the least.
0: Don't get me started on Murphy, lad. He broke my out over the weekend. I know he won for you, obviously, on Cameco, but he... Yeah. He stopped me winning seventeen hundred quid on the nose, didn't you? On a uh, on Sunday, as a uh... hard <laughs> But go on, yeah, go on. I will keep that in mind.
1: So basically, I think it would be worthwhile. Um, just as a bit of a side, not to that. Um, if you do a maybe a, an each way, sticks with an each way, threefold on. He's got Frankie's got one in the Norfolk stakes. Uh, he's on one of Wesley Awards for the Queen Mary Stakes. We can add the names to the uh, Instagram page yeah, later. Yeah. Um, and then I'd be interested in the putting them in mean, with Marion and he trades sixteen, and an he trades Rebel. Okay. Uh, a decent We'll get it up there.
0: there. Yeah, we'll get it up there. Yeah, definitely. An American <laughs> an American dream at Ascot. <laughs> there we go. Uh, big picture of Donald Trump on there. brilliant We haven't touched on him, but we might do. Let's see if we get time. Go on.
1: I'll fly through these. Next one, uh, I fancy, is uh, the Prince of Wales Stakes Foxtel, which is, uh, I mentioned them on the pod Bald- last week.
0: Baldwin's, isn't it, lad? You mentioned last week.
1: Yeah, he's the stable star. He finished, placed in the champion stakes. This has been confirmed as its target for next week, and it's as big as 16 to 1. The markets led by Japan, the Aiden O'Brien, also got placed in the ARC last year. But after that in the bet, there doesn't seem to be too much depth. Barney Roy's in there, went to stud, couldn't get it up, so oh. he's back to racing now. So uh, that's probably tarnished its legacy. Uh, and then not much depth after that. There's the quite t- a few. The, the John
0: Barnes of the- horse racing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so there's a few horses after it in the bet, which won't go. So that's 16 to 1. Uh, once the runners and riders are confirmed, that price will contract. So worth getting on now each way and also put it in a multi. So that's Foxtel, 16-1 to one for the Prince of Wales Stakes. Yeah. The Queen on Stakes, you've got Mo Hayther, one of Marcus Tregoning's horses. He won the Greenham Stakes last year, which is only a group three. It's usually a trial run for the 2000 guineas, Absol- absolutely one with its head in its chest. Marcus Tregoning has come out this week, waxing lyrical, saying it's running very, very well. It's going for the Queen on Stakes.
0: Price is that, Poppy? What price is that? What price are we talking there? Biggest price, fourteen to one. Okay. So you're giving some good you're giving some good prices here. Some real mm-hmm. value. Uh, like. Really
1: fancy the chances as well. That's why if you fancy each way singles, go for it. But probably better putting in an each way multi of some sort. Fox Chairman's also going in that race second favourite, which I'll have a little bit of a saver on. That's another one of Balding's uh, which was an eye-catcher at Ascot last year and bold and holds in high regard. So, uh, yeah, that's another one. Well, little uh, little
0: Sabres uh, going in. It sounds like me with the comeback player of the year, Mark, at this. Jesus. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then, finally, uh, good one. A horse which caught my eye from Newmarket last week, um, which is looks like it's going in for the Queen Mary Stakes, which is the um, two-year-old Philly race over five fairlongs at Ascot. Wesley Ward's got a good record in this race, and he's got a couple going. But I don't think either of them won the prep runs, which, which for me, is, is a little bit of a bad loud. sign, Yeah. Um, so I fancy uh, one of William Haggis's for Cheevly Park. Um, sacred. Old uh, Willie. One of hot juvenile races at, at, at Newmarket last week. So
0: there's still a little bit of juice in six. So I'm at Sacred. Still big, big is Still it's big prices. So so what have you give us there? You give us six to one. You've give us a twelve to one. Or tens have you? Fourteen, sixteen—they're big prices, Poppy. If you, if you put them in a multiple, say a lucky fifteen each way, you're talking small stakes for some massive prices. Even if you get two or three winners, you, you you'll be on for a good touch of profit there. Two or three places
1: even, lads, You getting you getting a a, a a decent enough return on, on
0: mm. your investment. Mm. Um, and do have a shop around as well. It, 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 you know, because different bookies at a big meeting like this, they will have. Extra places, so if you're doing an each way single or you're doing an each way lucky 15 and each way double, if there's two of them you like, um, some bookies will pay three places, some might pay five places, so you'd have got to shop around a little bit, haven't you? At the likes of a Royal Ascot, yeah, I think so. And uh, as I say, those four there, so you've got Kamari um, for the
1: Commonwealth Cup, Muhei Fair, Queen Anne. Uh, Sacred for the Queen Mary and Fox Sun for the Prince of Wales. Just have a little each way multi if you fancy a mm-hmm. good, mm-hmm. good, Hope for the best. As I say, I'm also I'm going to have a little side bet on the uh, the Wesley Ward Frankie runners in the Norfolk Stakes, Queen Mary, and and also obviously Kamari in the Commonwealth Cup. But I'll text you those horses' thing. I didn't really understand what really happened. And I made a few phone calls and I talked to my dad and he was telling me a very funny story because uh, my stepmother was cooking in the kitchen and she just said to my dad, go and check uh, what Frankie did in the other races. So my dad, I could just picture my dad with his, you know, he's got his little glass and he's got the remote control and he pressed the numbers of Teletext and I could picture his face looking all seven horses come out, one. Yeah. And it was funny because he turned around to my stepmother and I said, I think Teletech's not working. (laughs) And she said, why is that? Well, it's one of seven races. Something must have gone wrong.
3: (laughs) This was the passing of a Red Sea completely for me. I've been doing the tracks for 40 years. I've never seen anything like it.
1: Never expect to again. I thought it was a super occasion. Well, the whole thing was fantastic because it's hard enough to ride any number of winners on a given day, but to do it on a high-profile afternoon like that was quite incredible. I mean, the Tory is always a bad result of the betting shops. He's such a charismatic character that, you know, he's taken over the mantle from Piggott and he's probably surpassed anything that Piggott achieved in terms of public awareness.
0: Yeah, have a little go and uh, see how you get on. I'll throw me multis up as well, daily, because, I, I, you know you know me, big meetings, I'm a racing post in the morning kind of man, pick a multi out, try and, uh, try and bring the house down. It should be good. It looks like it's going to be an absolute betting feast next week, lad, don't it? With the Premier League, yeah, oh, back. a doubt. And, and if we don't
1: have any winners, then uh, it's yeah, this will be the, uh, the, the the final episode of the podcast. over the thoughts? You think, yeah, th-
0: if you don't get not at Ascot, you're done, you're out. Going to Iden, yeah, I think so, yeah. I've uh, in terms of bets of the week, I've. It's funny, cousin Nicky again. He's um, Malcolm Spredex is, is a name that's that's come up for him this week. He's been looking for. Uh, <laughs> He's been looking for angles on the market um, to represent the movements and the the tone of of the world basically, and, and how things are changing in the protests. And the one I've backed, did you manage to help me out on this front like Because I was struggling to get on one of the picks. But um, Idris Elbe to be the next Bond, twelve to one. Do you uh, not think? Do you not, do you not think though in these sort of desperate times that we're living in, this is a
1: little bit unethical, Steve?
0: I don't. I, I, I. don't think it is. I, I think as a as someone who who makes money from gambling, you've got to um, you've got to have a look at the times. I, as as you can see with with Biden and Trump, you know I'm, I'm monitoring I'm monitoring that, those odds, and it's not exactly as if you're benefiting from suffering. You're actually we're looking to benefit from the progress, from things pushing forward. So. Yeah, that I thought yeah. that that was a standout in terms of specials. I know it's a bit of an obscure market. You'll find it in the novelty or the TV and specials.
1: Give us that again, sorry, State.
0: Idris Elba to be the next James Bond, twelve to one with a saver on the lad you mentioned next week. Your mate John Boyega at hundred to one. Wow. Okay, think... we'll, we'll come on to Boyega. Plenty of time to discuss him. Um, Idris Elba, though. I've, do you know what, mate?
1: Hey, that's a that's a fantastic bet. Couldn't sort. Of, I'll definitely, definitely, definitely be backing it myself. Because prior to all this Black Lives Matter protesting, he'd been touted as, as an exchange one for it for a good while. There's been talk for saying,
0: years, Popey. There's been talk for years of a black bond and an Idris Elba. I think at one point was around 9 to 4 favourites when Daniel Craig started talking about hanging him up. So I think in the current climate... What's the
1: drift like? Is it the emergence of other whites? Possibly in the meantime since, since, since he was put up with 9-4 or what you put the drift down to. Yeah, you'd think possibly that. more so than ever, his price is got to contract.
0: Possibly they've moved away from... I think this is an old price from, from before. The eruption in, in the Black Lives Matter movement and whatnot. And, and I think... Don't get me wrong, they limited me. I could get four pound on with Labrooks and seven pound fifty with William Miller. I think it was, or, or the other way round. Wow. So okay,
1: talking of unethical, yeah, that's yeah, just, what's
0: exa- all that about? Exactly, I was after forty quid on it because I thought it was. A, I, thought, I think it's a, it's a good price. But if you can get on, yeah, Idris Elba, twelve to one to be the next, the next. Bond. All over that brilliant bet, uh, I can see it honestly. Well, what's happening with Daniel Craig? He's well and truly, I'm saying, is welcome. Any? A little bit, yeah. He's been talking about laying him down for I don't know how long, hasn't he? And. I think that was his last film, the last one. So, yeah, that's my that's my bet of the week. A bit different of all the sport that's going on. <laughs> I've gone for Nico's pick there. I'll also be laying Man City next week, I think. Uh, we probably won't do a pod before then, will we? with the Premier League returning. I'm getting the vibe that they're not ready to go Man City. Um, I know Arsenal got beaten a friendly by Brentford last night, but I'll probably be looking to lay the half-time full-time, which is around the even money. So basically man city not to be winning at half time um it is an even money shot i think it'll be a, a slow start to the premier league and and arsenal can can possibly get a result there but at least be level by half time i think
1: that's more like it, back to your even money shot say
0: absolutely Brilliant. absolutely yeah yeah so
1: sorry you you mentioned the uh, boyega sorry john boyega for, uh, for 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 what James? i, I actually i haven't Put that best on for you. James
0: Bond, Popeye, yeah, if you can get on. Or something
1: protesting, I haven't put it on. <laughs> uh, i do so for you after after this call, if, if you're adamant. But, but what, you're actually putting him up as, 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 as hundreds of want to be the next James Bond?
0: I just think he's, he's, he's another black, young British actor who could find himself in the mix.
1: Emphasis on the young. He's 28. Bring a whole new meaning to the to the same babyface assassin,
0: wouldn't it? Well, how old was I? Don't know how old was Roger Moore. How old was Connery? Were the were the older men, or did he just yeah? He was twenty
1: eight. I can guarantee that. Like yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't back him into to one. To be honest with you, and I know you'd asked me earlier this week to put it on, and I haven't. As I say, more so in protest than anything else. Uh, and on the subject of protests, I'm taking it. Yeah, there's rants. Of, the protest. I did season. I caught
0: a little bit yeah. It was quite, quite, um quite emotional, I thought. I don't think he should be I don't think he should be uh ridiculed for for putting his heart on his sleeve and uh Not at
1: all. screaming down a megaphone. <laughs> Certainly wasn't quotable yeah. He was just just a bit of rat but of a rant more so than anything. It just needs to be a little bit more more measured like like great activists in the past like like Martin Luther King to use as an example. I think somewhere in between Anthony Joshua and uh John Boyega would be would
0: be quite about right, but uh, do you want me to put that bet on for you? Yeah, yeah, get me a tenner on Boyega just to back off, just in case he uh, he makes a run and and other than that, bet wise, I've just transfer been... me the money. You cunts I will do. <laughs> I usually do before you'd even put it on. You know, I wouldn't leave you hanging, Poppy. You can call me a lot With of interest. You can call me a lot of things. Well, you know, I always say I'll give you five percent, don't I? If you get a bet. <laughs> on... If you get a bet on with a bookie, like, Stephen, knees must exactly five percent. But yeah, besides that, I've just been monitoring uh, those those collapsing Joe Biden odds. Looking good, isn't it? But it looks like Trump's undone himself favour more this week.
3: This was always the day Donald Trump planned to restart his campaign for re-election in person, but the bigger issues confronting America continue to dominate. He headed to Dallas as the country's crisis over race and inequality rages on. His rival for the White House says the president is failing this test.
2: Do You think you can defeat hate. You can only make it hide. And when you give it oxygen, when a president speaks, no matter how good or bad he is, people listen. And when he speaks and gives credibility to these racist... watch my language, Mm -hmm. folks out there. He breathes out They come out from under
0: the rocks. He's at four to six in some spots. I was listening to Chuck Todd on Tony Kornheiser's podcast <laughs> yesterday. He's a... such an American name,
1: Chuck Todd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, from DC. He's the political expert um, who, who they have on their podcast, and he's basically saying. The, a challenging candidate has never, never had a bigger lead within the last seventy odd years. Um, it's he thinks it's basically a landslide in the making, and it makes you think a little bit of the five to six, ten to eleven out there on Biden is might still be quite, quite reasonable, really. Uh, apart from his 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 own health is is the worry, as as you pointed out <laughs> last week. Certainly, value if if that's uh, if the head shook
1: Todd's thoughts, who obviously knows far more about it than us then uh, you definitely think there'd be, there'd be value in the uh, in the five to six. I've noticed this week that uh, Trump's announced that he's going to um, start his uh, now infamous Trump rallies as of uh, by the end of the month, I think. yeah, I think they, he's already in Florida and a few other states.
0: I think he's starting it on a day that commemorates and remembers black slavery as well. So that's, that's just perfect, isn't it, from him? It's madness, isn't it, that he's chose that day though in the current climate to uh to kick things off? How mad! He is. He's just he's insane, isn't he? Let's be honest. But no, I think you're sitting
1: pretty there. State you got to reinvest at the, the, the five to six. On,
0: no, off, no, no, no. I'm going to sit on the eleven to eight. Um, he's been good again. I mean, he's been tweeting quite well. Biden. I, I'm not sure he knows how to turn a laptop on. It. In all honesty, I presume it's his, <laughs> presume it's his team. I was gonna say yeah. Uh, he being the opposite word, yeah, who's been tweeting exactly, yeah, someone's been tweeting on his behalf, more like. Yeah, the royal eye, I think, to be honest with you, yeah, the, uh, the editorial, as it's a quote the you again there, but uh, some of the comments underneath his tweets have not been as, not been as friendly, I think, in terms of betting, someone was offering to have the life savings that he couldn't recite the alphabet if uh, <laughs> if put on the spot, so, yeah, there's, there's still opposition, not everyone's on board the, the Biden bus at the moment, and, uh, you had some strange comments about why can't police officers just shoot people in the legs rather than the heart, which I can... He's coming from a good place, I, I understand, but probably not the the reform that the Democratic Party and, and the Liberals of America <laughs> are looking for.
1: <laughs> as, a, as a 35-year-old man from Liverpool who is so far removed from US politics, there's lot a sense to that, but as someone who's actually... Running to be the next president of the uh, of the United States, it's uh, yeah quite 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 a controversial uh, and outspoken view, to
0: be honest with you. <laughs> but it does, as you say, sit and pretty. Yeah, uh, I think the Democrats pushed through a uh, a bill yesterday to reform police brutality and, and what the police can do basically when they arrest people. And there was usually any bill that goes through, forced through by one side on their own, usually gets, just for the sake of it, just for the sake of party politics, gets some backlash. There was no opposition, or hardly any opposition from the Republicans, which basically just shows a complete lack of support for Trump over over all that's going on at the mm. moment. So we'll see. But that. it also
1: signifies change as well, more importantly.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, we'd it's hope good. so. We'd hope so. I mean, there's still some crazy videos of, of down south... White Trump supporters um, demonstrating while kneeling on each other's necks, and I uh, don't even get the. Uh, I don't even get the reference. Like, did, did, did you catch that, crazy? But I think that a dying breed, lad. And I think as the generations move on and it and he gets stomped out, I think we are we are moving to a better place, aren't we? Ultimately, lad.
2: And the idea that instead of standing there and teaching a cop there's an unarmed person atom with a nipers on is shooting in the leg instead of in the heart is a very different thing There's a lot of different things that can change. Aim for the leg instead. That's Joe Biden's suggestion for how to address unaccountable
1: police aggression and brutality in the United States that caused the George Floyd protests we're currently seeing.
0: So is that as all tied up in terms of betting talk, lad, or have you got a standout bet from Ascot, or is it your multis, or...? Yeah, no, so
1: I, I, that's not my best of the week, yeah. That was just Ascot talk, my okay. best of the week. Friday night, I think it's going to be on ITV. There it is the uh, Irish 1000 Guineas, or the Irish Guineas meeting starts at the current on Friday. All oh, right, OK. But my best of the week is... Uh, going in the Irish Lincoln which is one of the big uh, Irish handicaps of the season so very competitive uh, not an easy race to back the winner in big field uh, so big field handicaps over a mile presents its own challenges as I'm sure you can imagine a lot of traffic and running so it's important that you get a good good posse out the gates there's one of Joseph O'Brien's going which is kept in at the bottom of the weights uh, called Patrick Sarsfield oh nice And this is running at quarter past seven on Friday night. So a bit of Friday night action for anyone who fancies it. This horse came on my radar for a couple of months ago, to be honest with you. And then since then, Joseph O'Brien's done a stable tour. um, And he's quite selective with the stable tour, considering the amount of horses he's got running for him. This is one of the horses he mentioned. um, Said we expect plenty more to come from him this season. Um, what brought the, the horse onto my radar was, like, as I mentioned previously, I listened to the final fail on podcast, and there's a an Irish pundit on there called Sarah Lynham. no relation to Des Lynam. At least I don't think.
0: Unfortunately,
1: but her dad is a is, is a trainer, and this horse used to be in, in their yard, and she put it up as a horse to follow. She said it's dangerously well handicapped if it gets into the Lincoln will do so at bottom weight, which it subsequently has, and and, she would be having a few quid on it, basically. It will beat group winners from Aidan O'Brien's yard. It finished in big field juvenile races. It finished third and second respectively, but didn't shift its maiden tag. It then shifted yards from uh, Lynham to Joseph O'Brien. Finished second in its first maiden. A week or so later, it ran in another maiden, and and it was an absolute stealing job. Donica O'Brien Who's now in training? Joseph's brother was on board, didn't literally move on it, won three or four lengths, enough to get its weight up to an official rate of eighty five, uh, which puts it in the bottom of the weights for the for the Irish Lincoln. You've got to love
0: yeah. you've got to love an O'Brien that sneaks in at bottom weight as well, haven't you? Always dangerous over the years.
1: I think so, mate. I think it's his only running as well in the field. Really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, so if you compare it with Japan, who have beaten a juvenile race and the likes of Norway,
0: they're all like 115, 120 rated horses. This yeah. is like an 85 rating. It's and a six, real under the under the radar. What sort of prices are we talking for it, Popey? Six to one, but well,
1: yeah. you can get to a paddy power.
0: You can get how many places? Sorry, just dipped out there. Six places. Wow, six places, okay. paddy yeah. power, six yeah. to one. Yeah, so that's nothing. That's not bad. Interesting name as well. I've just actually searched Patrick Sarsfield while you were there. Uh, while you were going on there. Not a slave it?
1: trader, is he, with a statue well, of the
0: somewhere. He, he was the first Earl of Lucan like yet, so fully expect him to be probably getting rolled into the Irish Sea somewhere as we as we speak right now, I'd imagine. <laughs> but I really do fancy I think
1: each way, um uh, depending on its look and running, it's got a, a plum drawer as well on the rail in, uh, in, in 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 stall two. So it should be able to get out and get the rail pretty quick. Uh, I just think the fact that it's bottom weight it's getting as much as 10, 12 pounds from, from some horses. So the, so the weights aren't com- as compressed as some of the, uh, the handicaps in, in England, you see. yeah. So again, it buckets away from some of the horses near the top of the bet. So big fancy for me, Patrick Sarsfield, Friday night, 7.15, Cudder. Each way, Paddy Powers, six Go on,
0: Paddy. On Go on. So you give us about 15 horses there, Popey. So hopefully one of them will win it.
1: I'll just, uh, yeah, you can tell him I'm a little bit excitable
0: after me Kaneko. Uh, I bet you speak. are, yeah. And we'd ask our coming up. Why, why shouldn't you be? And if all else fails, hopefully um, Stringer Bell will be getting his dicky bow out in the in the in the coming few weeks.
2: Oh, I got this, officer. Detective String, you remember. Bird trial, Uh Detective McNulty. You want something copied, man? Search warrant, court papers, anything I do to help, you know? I ain't seen you around the way. I'm not around the way no more. You want to find me, I'm right here. Right here, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. This and some real estate I'm working on is all, you know, more than enough to occupy me, really. Say, where you living, man? Where am I living? Well, if you're thinking of coming downtown, I got some condos about to come on the line in eight months. You say the word, I'm going to hook you up something nice down there by the Hippodrome. Loft apartments. Real nice. You disappoint me, String. I had such fucking hopes for us. Have a nice day, officer
0: that was our conversation just a few post-show notes before you go turns out Ben Ogan was the golfer who switched hands after the accident hope he was spot on there made a complete car crash of that topic his tip of the week as also unfortunately hit the skids Patrick Sarsfield is a non-runner in the Irish Lincoln so, don't spend your Friday night searching for the horse if you're listening to the pod before the race. Thanks a lot for the listen. If you'd have enjoyed our ramblings, please drop us a little rating, review, or share with your mates on social media. means a lot to hear the majority of people are enjoying the show. If you know someone you think might get a kick from a couple of scousers taking the piss out of the president and sports news, give them a nudge for us. Good luck gambling. We'll catch you next week.